Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast, Authentically ADHD, with me, Carmen. How are you, friend? How are you? First, I want to say that I do apologize for the delay in some of my interviews. My living situation does not lend to letting me... Um, do interviews as freely as I would like. So they are coming and I have them in the works, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging this week if I didn't get my interview in. So I have a very special topic to talk about today. Are you ready? I know I didn't even say it yet. Trying to build up that momentum. Yeah, I'm even building up my own dopamine to start recording this episode. Are you ready? Because I am. Let's get started. Yes, why you can't start the thing. So this episode is not just about task initiation. It's kind of about why Literally, we have a huge feeling in our body of resistance, of not wanting to do that thing, that task. Because believe it or not, there's brain science behind this. Not a lot of it, and I had to wade through quite a few articles about children, but when I finally landed on a few for adults with my own brain research, you know, I came up with this episode because it's more than just, oh, you're lazy. You just don't know how to get started, blah, blah, blah. No, there's a lot more that goes along with it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You already know what to do. The problem is you can't figure out how to make yourself do it and you can't figure out why you're not doing it and why you can't make yourself do it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Knowing what you want to do, because I know you know what you want to do. It's been written on that to-do list for, you know, however long. It might be a new thing, but you just can already feel that you're not really going to do a whole ton about it. So one of the, one of the things, um, that goes on in our brains is an impaired cortex. So I was doing some research on the brain and our brains work in a system just like anything else. They, there's a hierarchy of regulation in the brain because our brains, our Brains are connected to our bodies. So the cortex com uh, contains the areas of creativity, thinking, language, values, time, and hope. This area of our brain is inhibited. So literally under cortex is the label of thinking. So our thinking is impaired. We have a hard time regulating it. There's too much of it. 
in the limbic region of the brain, where the reward, memory, bonding, and emotion lies, sometimes, because the cortex is, like, so overwhelmed and, like, it's smaller, it jumps over to the limbic area to try to use our emotions and our reward or dopamine cycle reward system instead of using some of the critical thinking in the cortex when it runs out of steam. This connects to our bodies. This is because in our brainstem, which is connected to the rest of our brain, lies our five senses, which is our input from the outside world. And our introception, which is our input from the inside world in our bodies. Our autonomic nervous system. <laughs> I don't know why that was so. I wanted to make sure I didn't mess it up. Not sure why. So that contains our sympathetic nervous system and our parasympathetic nervous system. Just a quick little breakdown. Our autonomic nervous system is made up of sympathetic and parasympathetic. The parasympathetic nervous system is the one where you're relaxed and safe and not in a uh, trauma response. And the sympathetic nervous system is when your nervous system is active, but it's not necessarily in trauma response. Now, if your brain has been uh, exposed to or has been abused by or, you know, uh, whatever other term you'd like to use, by trauma, little t, big t, whatever you have it, you there is some damage in those areas of your brain as well. Your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems don't know how to interpret the five senses coming in. Now that we've gotten through a little bit of the science behind it, I want to kind of go through like regulation and stress in in the set of neural networks in our body it uses these this word called stress to help us process and respond to it so we use the word stress but it's more just like a demand on one or more of like our body's many different needs hunger thirst you know a workout something like that something exciting um and all of them are stressors, whether they're positive or essentially negative. It's the set of the core regulatory networks that are impacted. And because our brains are connected to our bodies, it's a direct influence of all functions like our thinking and feeling, which connects to impacting heart, stomach, lungs, pancreas, and more. And because our brain is just always trying to do that awesome thing and keep us safe and keep everything in balance, sometimes it just fights against us. That includes when trying to start a task. Now, this may not be as strong for some people as it is for others, but the process of starting a task is it actually involves almost every executive function that there is. Um, I mean, think about it. Uh, just even taking a shower 
it, it involves planning, right? How long am I going to be in the shower? Do I have clothes when I get out of the shower? Do I have soap in the shower? Do I have a towel? Do I have face wash left? Um, things like that. And then there is the actual act of initiating, like taking your clothes off, getting in the shower, washing your hair, making sure that you don't forget anything, and then following through, all while being emotionally regulated, because, I don't know, showers calm me down, but they might not do that for you. I personally cannot sit in a bathtub, because sitting still is really, really hard for me. Like, I've challenged myself to take more baths and to take longer baths, because I know it's good for me, but yeah, like self-care and all that. And it's good for my muscles because I work out and stuff. So I, I do try to sit in the bathtub, but that is, is definitely hard. So that's what I mean by emotional regulation. And I'm using a very dumb example right now. If you're trying to start a task like writing a huge paper, emotional regulation is much more affected because your grade most likely depends on that paper. Then there's the organization part of it. Now, I mean, like, in the shower example, there might not be that much of the organization besides, like, do I have towels ready for when I get out of the shower? Do I have clothes to put on, clean clothes to put on for after the shower? Um, but if we're talking about organization with a different task, like emptying the dishwasher or folding your clothes and putting them away, or even writing a paper, there's a lot more organization that goes along with those types of tasks. And in some of the research that I found, there are tasks that were more likely to do instead of other tasks. I've talked about this before. It's called procrastivity. So your brain will literally try to get you to do anything else but the task that you're supposed to be starting, literally. It just, the dish, like, okay, I absolutely hate dusting, but if I have to do some big paperwork thing that's hard and tedious, I will dust the entire house <laughs> before I before I do that paperwork, because I despise paperwork, and again, that includes sitting still, which I don't like to do. So, now, here's, here's the other issue. When we're going to do a task, it depends on what type of task, again, but there comes the decision part of everything. Oh, our black and white brains love to make decisions moral. So we have a hard time making decisions. And a lot of times we just spin in overwhelm because we don't want to make the decision. And then there's our thoughts, our mean, mean thoughts. <sighs> like if I don't start this right, I won't, I can't start it at all. If I'm not going to be able to sit down and finish it all in one sitting, then I can't do it. If I'm not going to do it this way, then it's wrong. This black and white thinking really, really impedes our ability to initiate tasks and follow through on them.
So, as you know, ADHD, it comes along with a lack of dopamine. And that is where that reward cycle system, it's kind of broken in our brains. Nothing really seems worth it unless we have an immediate payback, which is terrible. But one of the ways that you can get started on nagging tasks is by building in very small little dopamine hits and small wins along the beginning so that it's easier for you to get started. Another reason that task initiation might be hard as adults is because we have a conditioned response that's in our default mode network that it correlates in our brain like it is a neural pathway a highway that has been driven on so many times it's just really imprinted on your brain that there is a negative correlation between task initiation and the brain's default mode network meaning that it raised levels of stress and cortisol and that it was it took the participants longer and it reduced the connectivity in the brain during the fMRI studies it's it's difficult ADHD is not just about paying attention we can't just not start a task because we just like don't want to like that's not what it is like I cannot tell you how many times I've been like, I really want to work out. I need I need to work out. I really want to work out. And it still takes me 30 minutes to get ready to work out because that's how much time I need to get ready to work out. Here, here's the thing. What we have to do is get a hold of our brains here. Like like I normally say, the tips and tricks are just they're just kind of band-aids. So you have to focus more on your mindset. So first, constrain to one goal at a time. I know you're arguing with me right now. Like, I have 10 things on my to-do list, Carmen. What do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, hey, calm down. Constrain to one and go through the steps and then do the next one. And do these steps. I'm telling you, I've tried to multitask that list before. This is faster. Please trust me. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Okay. So, constrain to one goal. Got that? So, constrain. Make a decision. Don't make it moral. Quick and easy. Fast and dirty. One goal. Two. Plan it out. Literally write every single small step. Even like get a pencil, write such and such, open email, literally write every single step so that you know how long it could possibly take. Then schedule it out. So whether it's scheduled across a few days, across a few hours, schedule it out. And if you have done the task before, take the time that you put next to the task and double it. If you have never done this task before, please do not hate me, but you need to triple the time that's estimated to finish it. We are time blind, ADHDers, 
We have no sense of time, the passing time, future, the past. It's all very hard. So you need to triple your scheduled time. That's number three. Number four, do the thing. Do it. Follow the tasks, follow those steps, follow the plan, and use your schedule and do it. And then the last one is really important. It's something that I avoid doing because I don't like to because, you know, tedious. But you need to evaluate whether the thing that you did worked or not. So, like, did you get a measurable result? If so, great. Write down what you did so you could do it again. If not, why not? And tweak your plan. What emotions kept you from taking action? What obstacles kept you from taking action? Were there any sneaky thoughts that came in to sabotage your progress? Why do you resist following a schedule? What are you believing about yourself that's holding you back? Pause for dramatic effect because it's all about the way you think and feel about yourself, my friend. So I can give you five steps. But if you still think I suck at starting tasks, guess what? You're still going to suck at starting tasks. And I'm sorry, that sounds brutal. But I'm trying to help you. I really am. I really promise you I am. If you want to take these concepts further, please head to my show notes in on the authenticallyadhd.org website and sign up for a free call or sign up for the webinar where I'm giving info on my summer boot camp program to get your ADHD brain into shape. That is linked in the show notes along with my amazing coaches program focused the membership for all adults with ADHD. You save on yours. I save on mine. That link is also in the show notes. That's all I have for now, my friends. I will talk to you very soon. Stay authentic. Hi, friend. Really quick, I would just love to ask you to scroll up on your podcast app and click the rating button and give me a rating. This way, other people, they they can find this podcast in order to help them the way that it's helped you. If you don't know how to do that or you don't have the executive function to do that, just snap a screenshot and share it to your Instagram story and share it with a friend. Share it with anyone who you think would benefit because this helps me to help you help as many people who struggle with ADHD as possible. Thank you so much in advance. You're awesome. Thank you.